0: This is Armand the Santas. Eric
1: Newman. Eric Hanson. This is Ernesto Perez Carrillo. Hi,
0: this is Glenn Case. Dick Perdomo. Nicholas Perdomo Jr. This
1: is Jerry from Ben and Jerry's. This is Jim
2: Young from Davidoff of Geneva.
3: This is the Cigar Authority. <laughs> the authority. Are you saying pal? On everything cigar. <laughs> in. I get it. And out of the cigar industry. I know what it entails, and I'm ready to nail it. With your host.
4: You're, you're, you're funny. David Garofalo. How funny how? Like I'm a clown? I amuse you? What the f***? So funny about me,
3: Tony. Mr. Jonathan.
4: Damn it, who typed a question mark on the
2: teleprompter? For the last time, anything you put on that prompter, Burgundy will read.
3: Very stump. The Spartos, the Motorheads, Geeks, Bloods, wasteoids
2: they all adore it. They think he's
3: a righteous dude. And Chuck Morrison.
5: I am 35 years old and I live in
0: a van down by the river.
3: It's time to light him up.
4: Ding-pong. It's
3: time you really a funny guy. for the Cigar Authority.
5: Light him up, light him up, light him up, everybody. January 16th, 2016, broadcasting live from the La Flor Dominicana cigar studios in this week the mailbag is exploding exploding from last week's editorial with people chiming in from all sides it appears the critics Don't like to be criticized. Also, we'll share how to keep your cigars fresh. We'll dig in deep with some new versions as we light up a couple of odd cigars. Welcome, everybody,
1: to The Cigar Authority. You are listening to The Cigar Authority, the only radio show in the U.S. and, yes, the world that is always broadcast on location. And we are the only show that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist, we demand that you light up along with us. You tune in at thecigarauthority.com where you can watch us live or catch the podcast on demand at any time. Simply find us on iTunes, YouTube, or Podbean, where you can set it and forget it. The
5: debonair gentleman Chuck Morrison stopped by this morning on his way to Gillette Stadium, where the Patriots will win a game and move on. Is what we're hoping for, but uh,
0: very well, we, hurt, very injured team. We have
1: mixed feelings about that. Yes, we're not if feeling. They, we're if not they win. In, that means we lose Chuck.
0: I'm a Patriots fan through and through, but I'm predicting 34-13 Chiefs.
1: Ooh. Somebody stabbed that man. <laughs>
0: really?
5: That is brutal. That Coming is... from
0: the guy wearing his Patriots jersey.
5: There we go. So I, I, uh, you don't know that, they, that when the push comes to shove, that's when they play the best, right? That's when they play the best. All right, Lanceros, we're going uh, to smoke everything I hate about a cigar today. <laughs> Uh, First off, I don't like Lanceros. They tend to draw tight. I'm not getting enough uh, inner tobacco of it, more uh, on the outside than the inside. Uh, Take that and add Candela. I would hate it even more because I'm not into that uh, grassy Candela type of, uh, this is the green tobacco, uh, under-fermented green tobacco. Add to that a pole on top of it, adding Maduro to it, and you have... The worst thing I would want in a cigar. <laughs> and we have... Be the careful ac- there. They're an advertiser. They <laughs> are. So here it is here. And this is the Asylum 13 Ogre Lancero. Yep. Tell us about this, Barry. Well,
0: the Asylum Oga line was introduced in 2012, and it's known for its 70 and 80 ring-gauge cigars. Last year, brand owner Tom Lazuka convinced Christian Arroya to make a 7x38, despite his disdain for making such a size. The cigar, which retails just for over $8 in 30-count boxes, features a barber pole utilizing a Candela wrapper and a Medora wrapper over a Nicaraguan binder and fillers.
5: 30-count box of them. This this is going to be around for a long time. (laughs) Because this is typically something people buy one at a time. Every once in a while or something, it'll go. And not only do they make this weird thing, they put a lot of cigars in a box on top of it. Sell a lot
1: of these, Barry, over in uh, Nashua?
5: No. no. Okay. Mm -hmm. Just checking. There was a cigar, 99 Reasons or something. Was that
0: that? 99 Problems. Yeah, that was part of the Asylum 13 line, I think it was. The black band with with, the little white embossing on it. So you basically
1: just described this band right here. All
0: right. Yeah, it basically utilized the same (laughs) band. It would help if I looked at the band, There we go. But yeah, it was... the first Lancera that came out was with ninety nine problems. And there were ninety nine in 99 a box. And there were ninety nine of them in a box.
5: Okay. And do we sell any was, of those?
0: But no, that, I don't think we ever had those or if we did it was before my time. Yeah.
5: Okay. But that wasn't as an ogre with a, a candelaria and Medora which is
0: straight It was straight medora, uh,
5: probably a failure. So probably. 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 And they said, okay, that didn't work out well. Let's put some candela around it and see well, how well this is going to go. If you go. want
1: something to move, you slap a little candela on it. <laughs> <Yeah>. and... <laughs> Woo! Then cranks.
5: This is... Uh... But saying this when they first when asylum first came out and and christian uh came out with all different brands and things uh christian aroa who had sold off camacho started his own company uh teams up with lazuka they come out with uh different brands i try every single thing that they had and then they came out with asylum and i said that i am not buying and a little while later after lots of people asked why don't you have it? Why don't you have it? Why don't you have it? We end up bringing that in, and it becomes the biggest seller of all his cigars. Yeah. So I say that at the same time looking at this ridiculous cigar and saying this is ridiculous. Well, what's,
1: what's interesting is we're looking at this cigar, and Asylum, just they, they just have a thing against regular-sized cigars. Yeah. They're not making Coronas. They're not making Robustos. They're making 6x60s, 7x80s, 8x80s, and Lanceros. <laughs> just- they're skipping over the regular sizes. That completely. sell. <laughs> that sell. Hey, their stuff moved. <laughs> I, the, I, the, I
0: do believe the Ogre, though, does have a Robusto release. Does it? Yeah, at least Tom has given me a few when he's been in town. Maybe because he doesn't like smoking. Right, it might dark be anchoring. just for his own, but I'm pretty sure that there's a Robusto, but nothing else okay. in terms of a normal size.
5: All right, so I've never smoked this before. Uh, what have I? So let's give it a try, see what it's all about. It's uh, it's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting is brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand, while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. And lots of price increases are happening out there, if you don't know. A lot of manufacturers are raising prices, but no raise from Perdomo Cigars. They're cutting. They're cutting. And they're growing and they're building. So a little pigtail uh, top on this. Yeah, a tight, close pigtail. Yep, very tight. This is, uh, aesthetically
0: speaking, it's a, it's a gorgeous.
1: Bottle well-made looking. Golden. It's work of art right now. Golden raisins with just a, a smidgen of cayenne pepper. I'm going to say it tastes like a sunny doodle.
5: Sunny Doodle. Just because someone if take, starts talking about
1: cake does mean... this?
5: If you take the Sunny Doodle off the cardboard, wax cardboard thing there, and you lick
1: the, what, cake, the, that the cake that sticks, you Did got that's it. it. That's it. 100%. Folks, I'm officially giving my notice on the Cigar Authority because I don't want to talk about Hostess any longer. I'm starting my own podcast where we talk about cigars and the flavors in the cigars, the not... The cake that's stuck on the Sunny Doodle cardboard licked off.
0: 100%. That's it. 100%.
1: <laughs> that's tasty. I can't it. tell you if that's what it tastes like because I've never had one of those. <laughs> wow. All of a sudden, everything makes sense. Mm.
5: All right. It seems like a tight draw to me, but it would seem that way. Well. I'm going to say it's... 38 ring gauge. Yeah, I'm going to say it's a 38 ring gauge draw. For this size cigar,
1: not a bad now, draw. Now,
5: how's this? The 7x70 seven in this, 7x70, seven is $7.70. This is $8. Well, huh? I- Talk about making some bucks. If this thing catches
1: on... I- well, gotta, 7
5: by 70 is seven seventy. dollars 70
1: The Lancero is $8. To make this draw, you've got to have a more expensive You don't roller. need an asylum, asylum
5: story this week. This is the asylum story. The <laughs> 7 by 70 is $7.70. The 7 by 38 is
0: $8. That's
1: insane. That's, That's asylum. asylum.
5: Huh?
0: Right, I guess I'm off the hook. There you go.
1: <laughs> okay. We're going to light up our cigar with uh, the very impressive Vertigo Renegade. It retails for fourteen ninety nine. It features a onboard flip out bullet punch, which we could have used on this. We well, could have it would have yeah. opened it right up. Yeah, we have uh, quad jets, and just like which regular, we don't need, we don't need on this. One regular, jet would have been fine. This would be great for the regular Asylum seven x seven, right? Four jets, but we're going to uh, be able to light this thing up in about two seconds. Yeah, the Renegade from Vertigo, fourteen ninety nine. Good draw. Didn't think I was going to
5: bring.
0: I like that the foot of the cigar is wrapped with a solid piece of candela around it before the barbecue pole actually
5: begins.
1: Yeah. I like a candela from time to time.
0: There are, there are a couple companies that do it
5: well. It's good. They all like to do it well because they can make it real quick. You don't have to go through all that. Pesky fermenting stage or anything. Just pick the leaf and go. Well, they got the opposite extremes here. You're
1: looking at uh, two, mm. to, two to three days and, and uh, then a couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> Good burn line. Bitter
5: taste. Immediate early bitter taste. I don't
0: find it overly grassy, which you would get with a lot of candelas.
5: Maybe because it's half candela. Yeah. I wonder if uh, they put down and all Maduro, and then overlap the Candela. Can you tell which is? Yes, the Candela is on top of the Maduro. Hmm. Can you see that? Yeah. So yeah, they made a Maduro cigar, and then they just put a strip of Candela. It, all right. It appears. I could be wrong.
0: That, that is correct. They just scratched yeah. off. Uh,
5: what if you scratch off some Maduro?
0: Yeah, I'm assuming it's You'll have, to have what we re- affectionately
5: refer to in the cigar industry as a flute. No, you may have candela under there if they lay them on top of each other and you know what I mean? There's two ways of doing this thing. You could put just put a strip around it, but you could lay Maduro and then put a candela over it overlapping and then wrap
0: There is candela underneath the under Maduro, the Maduro.
5: so they put both leaves so you're getting the equal amounts. It's not a Maduro with a candela wrapper okay. uh, strip on it. It's actually two leaves completely and then they go around. So you're getting two wrappers. It is. It looks like it's two, you know, right. the
1: way it is. It actually is two whole wrappers. It's double wrapped. So, you know why they put the candela on the tip?
0: Easier to light.
1: For balance. Okay. Because the other end is, is all Maduro. So, it's completely equal. Completely equal. Completely equal.
5: But I got an early taste of bitterness, which.
1: I would expect, is coming from the candela. Have you ever had real spearmint? I don't think so. Pick the leaf off of the spearmint bush? So No. Where spe- would you get a spearmint bush? They, they grow. It really? grows wild. Yeah. So you get, you get a piece of real spearmint, and, and you chew on it. And after the minty part, the aggressive minty part goes away, what is left over is what I get when I smoke candela. If I were smoking blind, that's what I, how I would be able to tell. He's he like, thinks he's cute over there. He thinks he's cute. He's, he's got the wheels. He's got the yeah. stuff
5: there. You want to take over someday, you can just play all Mr. Jonathan stuff. By I'm the good.
0: power of the Cigar Authority, I have the power.
5: Mm. All right, Shira. <laughs> so this is not part of the Cigar Authority care package. No. Um, and uh, I don't know why. Is oh, because only? we have five weeks this week. Five-week yeah, month. Yeah, yeah. Five-week month. Five month. So uh, we Last a, week, we doubled up. Yeah.
1: Only... Uh, Twenty spots left in the Cigar Authority Care Package. Yeah, it's less about twenty. Now.
5: I think it's a little less now. Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna stop at five hundred. Uh, we have four hundred and eighty something. Are you in, Stephen? All right, he's in. So uh, to the listeners that are listening and saying this is the first time I ever heard about this care package. It's nineteen ninety nine per month. When you sign up, you're gonna be billed nineteen ninety nine every month. We'll ship it out to at the end of the month. Those are four cigars you're gonna get that will be smoked during the show. The idea is for you to actually, when you get an opportunity to listen to the show, because we know now the majority of our our listeners are listening to the podcast at their leisure, whenever they feel like doing it, that would be the time they hear what the cigar is. Oh, that's part of the care package. Let me light this along with them and see if they taste the spearmint, uh, see if they taste the sunny doodle licking at the bottom of it. It's obviously there. If you've had a Sunny Duel, if you don't know what it is, now I urge you to
1: dry taste the cigar before you do it. Why don't we just have Hostess advertise on the freaking show? (laughs) They should. The segment (laughs) will be, listen, we got two fat guys that are going to talk about (laughs) your product every week. And here I was. I was just about to
0: give you some props, but I'll go ahead and be debonair and do it anyway. 100% I'm getting a spearmint taste
1: now. You're welcome.
0: And I'm about a half inch into the
5: cigar. It's moving along. The cigar's moving along. You know
1: what is surprising me? Plenty of smoke. Not a whole lot of tobacco going on, but plenty of smoke. The burn, perfect so far.
0: Which you wouldn't think because you would think the two different wrappers would burn at different rates. Burn at
1: different. You'd have a different combustion rate. But also, how much more difficult is it to get the Lajero dead center in such a small... You've got much less margin for error yep. when it comes to combustion. And that really, for those of you that are new to cigar smoking... What keeps the combustion going is the thickest leaf being in the dead center of that cigar allows a couple of things to happen. It allows good combustion. and It allows the ash to stay on as you're smoking it. So when you look at uh, a cigar that will hold its ash for an inch to an inch and a half, they've got that Lajero dead center. It's burning the slowest, and the other tobaccos around it help catch that up. Very interesting. Yes. So friends from... Um
5: Duran, Duran cigars, yes, thank you. Duran cigars <laughs> were in town. I didn't get to see them. They were there yesterday. Yeah, but uh, Jack
0: Tarano was there yesterday. He, yeah. We went out to dinner. Some of the cigar authority listeners and Jack Tarano. Oh, nice! Uh, ate some nice seafood dinner and okay. enjoyed a couple
1: cigars. Wasn't going to be around time. long enough to come on the show.
5: No, he flew out at six fifteen this morning. Okay. So, anything new coming with Duran cigars?
1: Yes,
0: but I took a uh, ah. scout's honor that I'm not allowed to say. Okay. But I
5: will say. Were you a
0: Boy Scout? That it was right. It's right in your alley, David. Good. Right in your wheelhouse.
5: All right, good. Were you a Boy Scout? No. Oh, you could tell us then. Just no, saying. No. I grew
0: up with Italians. I think that's more binding.
5: Yeah. So, uh,. D- did he talk about his segment, his questions of the he week? Enjoys he enjoys
0: the segment. He asked me to do a little bit of a rewrite, which will happen next week. Okay. He came out with these gorgeous ads. I and, saw them. And the new intro will be related to those ads. Okay. And you can see the ad on thecigarauthority.com.
5: All right. So things are going to change there. But um, um, So last week's question, what, what did we do for last week? Yeah,
0: three? well, it's time for the question of the week brought to you by Duran Cigars. When the question is asked, what are you smoking? The answer should be Duran. Durán Cigars combines the best quality tobacco fillers from Nicaragua and Latin America with their super premium Habano Criollo Colorado wrapper. Experience the difference, Durán Cigars. Last week we asked if you can bring back one musician from the dead. Who would it be? And the results are in. And 22% of you want to see Frank Sinatra one more time.
5: Would that be the number one choice? That was number one. All right. So Uh,
0: number two was Johnny Cash. And finally, at number three, was Elvis Presley.
5: Wow.
0: There were quite a few write-in votes for Lemmy from Motorhead, who had died the week we posed the question. Yes, yes, I saw But that. it wasn't enough to crack the top three. Uh,
5: but John Lennon, no? No. no. Michael Actually, Jackson?
0: The least, the least amount of
5: votes. That's who I voted for. Michael was Jackson? John, John no. Lennon. John Lennon. Get out of here. You don't like John Lennon. John Lennon. I was a big Beatles guy. Why? Because that's when I grew up in the 60s.
1: Ugh. I mean, it, you may as well like in sync for crying out loud. It's a boy band. I did find it funny. Two people. John wrote Lennon
5: it. was a boy band. The Beatles was a boy band. John Lennon. I didn't say bring back the Beatles. You said I said you were
1: a back... fan of the Beatles. Yes, And I that's was. why you picked John Lennon. The Beatles were not a boy band. The Beatles were a boy the, band. Their the lyrics were awful. The first... They weren't all that great at oh, their crazy. instrumentation. They, they were just okay.
0: The girls went crazy over the Beatles, just like the girls go over One Direction now.
1: In in the, the early sixties, right. they They're had not many. The
0: same, no way. Am i comparing the Beatles to One Direction. You're going to take
5: the Beatles and Revolver and say that they were a boy band in, in the in Revolver or, or Sergeant Pepper? They or, grew
0: up musically, but when they started, to me, they were the original boy band. Yeah, just really. look at the videos of them performing on Ed Sullivan. All the girls screaming. Just
5: ain't liking what she's hearing. <laughs> she's tatted up with all Beatles stuff. <laughs> But
0: they—they were—they the, were the predecessors. There were two writing votes for Madonna, which I found hysterical. Yeah. So <laughs> she died, just no one told her. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, this week, uh, the question is was inspired uh, in a group text from part of our studio audience who wanted to know the average number of cigars a person enjoys per week. And you can put the answer in that you believe what the average that you smoke is. And the question of the week was brought to you by Duran Cigars. And as always, you can vote on the CigarAuthority.com just below the Duran advertisement. When the question is asked, what are you smoking? The answer should be Duran Cigars. Experience the difference. When I rewrite it, I'm going to make it shorter.
5: There we go. Make it shorter and easier. I wrote it. So uh, make it the the way you like (laughs) to say it. So next week... Um, and this stemmed from the editorial,
1: and we'll get, we'll get deep into that. It's uh, as bad, if not worse, than your Cuba debacle. I urge you to stop writing this stuff because you're just making waves out there. I think I can write it, but I just can't read it ever again. But we'll get <laughs> into that, too.
5: But um, the editor of Cigar Journal, Reinhold Winmeyer. Widmeyer. With mayor, sounds close. I've never talked to him before. Uh, I've never met him. I've never talked to him before, and I did get contacted him immediately following. So he's a listener, uh, immediately following uh, the show, asking if he can be on the show.
1: No kidding.
5: And still haven't talked to him. So the first time we actually talk, will be him saying what he's going to do, and I actually picked them the best. But okay. I'm telling you right now. Critics don't like to be criticized, they and we'll get into it. They certainly do not. So uh, he wants to say, you got it. Next week, uh, we're going to bring on the editor of Cigar Journal on, see what he has to say, and uh, we'll go from there. So uh, right now, thoughts on the asylum as we go. It started off burning very fast. I thought this was going to go quick. I was but a little nervous down. myself. Yeah? It
1: has slowed down. That's a great observation. Uh, like I said earlier, you, I'm producing an awful lot of smoke for such a small cigar. Mm-hmm. Great flavor. I, I, what it tastes like to me is they took the regular Ogre and they, they just brought it down to a Lancero, I agree. which I think may be easier than going the other direction. Let's say they started at the Lancero and had to try to duplicate this blend up, much more difficult. Does the Ogre I only smoked
5: at one time, is it this strong? It's not this strong. It's not this potent, right? I, I'm not Can't finding be. this to be strong yeah, really I at all.
0: Yeah, I find this to be medium
5: Really, that's uh, back of the throat strength. That could be. Me. Your, that could be the candela, or that I'm drawing in too hard, or could, you know, really. I'm going to my normal thing. Anyway, uh, we're gonna go to break. When we come back, the magazines rate the cigars, but who rates the magazines? I did, and lots of people had a lot to say about it. And later, humidor's they keep your cigars from drying out, drying out. And now, the very thing we do to them set them on fire. They're making it so it doesn't happen. All kinds of humidors. We're going to go through them. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network.
3: The time it takes to hand-pick, hand-roll, and then carefully hand-check each individual cigar before it is fit to wear the legendary Davidoff white band. In every second of enjoyment, there are decades of experience. In every way, it is time beautifully filled.
1: Cigar smokers, how about if we go over a few cigar store sounds? Can you guess what this is? Think you got it? Okay, do you know what this is? Now for the cigar. What do you think of this cigar? I'm lighting up a Lagiana Havana cigar. The Lagiana Havana natural cigars are, oh yeah, so smooth. And oh yeah, the Maduro version is a bit beefed up. But oh yeah. They're delicious, too. When asked what my favorite cigar is, I always say it's La Gianna Havana. Oh,
4: yeah. There was a time when cigars were the hallmark of elegance and success. In this time gone by, the aficionado would revel in opening a beautiful box, only to find their favorite celebratory smoke emblazoned with a heritage-laden band. It's time to put the bundle down and travel back to this golden age for your voyage May we humbly suggest the only cigar worthy of being packaged in a handmade marble box. Berlin Wall Series, from Hammer and Sickle. Live well.
5: Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez.
1: What the hell are you doing? I'm writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake, Jose Dominguez. Not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What
5: I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, nobody's going to take away your donut. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in. And then ends with the song again. The
1: information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more. It's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. Dominguez.
5: The cigar. Here we go. We're back live from the Florida Dominicana Cigar Studios. You're listening to the Cigar Authority, your weekly broadcast. Now, about six years running about cigars and the nonsense surrounding them. What are you doing, Barry?
4: <laughs> I criticized
5: you? the criticized criticizers, and uh, you guessed it. I got criticized back. But I can take it. Can they take it? We're going to dig into that, read a few of them. Welcome back to the Cigar Authority, everybody. We're enjoying our, or we're smoking our, Asylum 13 Ogre Lancero. And I will say, I'm enjoying it. It's very different for me. It's very uh, something different. Now, you mentioned um, the leaf. What what kind of leaf you said that was? Spearmint. Spearmint. Okay. You know the drink that they get, the leaf, and I don't know if it's a spearmint. They mojito. crush it, that's, mojito. That's a uh, regular mint, yeah. It's a mojito.
0: <laughs> yes. I get that.
5: Esservescent, you know, yep. from the bubbly things yep. and, the, and the mint and the drink.
1: It's a mojito. Little, I'm, little I'm, cane on, I'm, in there. I'm on a radio show with Archie Bunker. Is what I am. Why do you say change, that? You change the way words sound. You you add letters. You take away letters. Would that make you I'm a I'm not criticizing
5: head. you. I'm not the meathead. You're the meathead. <laughs> Come on. I got it. It's, it's uh, that. It's a, uh, I'm, it's, not, I'm not disagreeing Archie. with you. There we go. Interesting. Something I would not pick up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now that I'm I'm doing it, maybe uh, every once in a while, have this. There's no doubt what you're smoking. No. Nope. Everybody knows what it is. Yeah, you can take the band, band off. off. It doesn't matter, yep. you know what it is. So uh Barry, they uh they called, they wrote, uh you received some calls.
0: Yeah. Uh, they didn't
1: go directly to me. No, which is a little a little cowardice, I no. think. You well, know, they should have gone directly to the source, calling cow- to they, his face. They know who to go to. Go ahead. Well
0: what? aficionado reached out and they, they read the article and uh they they knew of the screw magazine and one of the guys from Cigar Aficionado told me he would love to track down some of those old magazines. But he said the European Cigar Cult Journal, when it was a cult, used to have high-end components in every issue, such as uh, watches. When it went to Cigar Journal, they dropped the watches, according to him. And when Cigar Aficionado went I don't know to- if they
5: dropped the watches. The watches probably dropped them. Would you yeah. not take an advertisement? If somebody—if the watch company wanted to advertise, you'd think they'd take their watch ad, Right.
0: You would think so, unless they wanted to change the feel of the magazine.
5: I wonder if, uh, like, if some low end, if if um, the Prius wanted yeah. to advertise in Cigar Aficionado, would Cigar Aficionado say, "No way, we're not taking your money. We want
1: I- I'm Cadillac." Su- or- I'm sure I'll find out during really? the week. <laughs> I wonder. You know, d- d- does is it you know? Do you have to be a certain caliber of product in order to be allowed to advertise? Very cigar interesting.
5: Aficionado. Very interesting.
0: So and according to them, when Cigar Aficionado went to Cigar Aficionado, the proportion of lifestyle to cigar content never changed, but the perception of the readers did. He said if you have any old issues from the uh, mid to late 90s, uh, you could do a comparison and see that it's still the same. I have according them all. To them. I have every issue. But they did thank you for giving them credit to bringing new life into the industry. Uh, I think that before Absolutely CA, true. the industry had no face, no voice, true. and from what I hear, the RTDAs of the 80s were very, very grim.
5: I remember when they showed up at the at the RTDA, which is now the IPCPR, and they um, brought in um, Rush Limbaugh. They would do the breakfast meeting, and they would give the stats of what's happening in the industry. They were fantastic uh, breakfast. It was better than the IPC or the at the time, our RTDA breakfast mm, right. that they have and bring in a celebrity, they would, there would be two. There would be the IPCPR one or RTDA one, and there would be the Cigar Aficionado breakfast. And they would bring celebrities in. They would give stats, information, rah, rah, rah. They would get everybody charged up and then go in and we would buy. And it was fantastic. The last one they ever did was in 1996 or 97, um, and they, they showed all the stats of the numbers were going through the roof. And Marvin Schenken got up there and said, as much as this looks good, this is the end of the cigar boom. It cannot sustain itself. It's over as of right now. And everybody's looking, what the heck are you talking about? He goes, be careful. The thing is going to crash and burn. Today's the day. And everybody walked out of there like zombies of what the hell is going on? And he was 100% right. It was the day. He actually called it. It was like talking about a stock, the day, up. Oh, that's as far as it was going to go. He picked the day the stock was going to drop. He did it. It's true.
0: Awesome. Then yeah. we also heard from one of the photographers from Cigar Press who said a couple of his cover pieces have been assessed by experts in the cigar industry and that he took offense to his work being considered classless, tasteless, and juvenile. This but the is, issue wasn't the photography.
5: What is the... Cigar Press is a cartoon of a kid grabbing his crotch with its baseball hat backwards, grabbing his crotch on the cover.
0: Who is, is the is expert that in the cigar
1: industry that is an expert also in cigar <laughs> magazine cover art? I don't know. Which may, one is it?
0: Maybe
5: Manny. I look in the audience and Frank's got his hat on backwards holding <laughs> his crotch. <laughs> <laughs> and... Classless. Classless. That's he, he, and he knows it. <laughs>
0: and I believe some of the other people we heard from Jonathan has in the mailbags. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I so, certainly do. All
1: right. So give, give me some negative. All right. We got uh, our good friend Eric Calvino from Cigar Snob. He's obviously a writer because he wrote a book. Oh, he's, he's very good. And very I, good. I say
5: that, that. They're much, much better than me. Much, um, much. Eric,
1: much. I'm sorry. I can't read the whole thing. I, we, we yeah, just give, me a, little, give me. me a little idea. Uh, this is Eric from Cigar Snob Magazine. First off, thank you for including our publication in your roundup. I welcome this sort of analysis of our work. After all, we strive to make the best cigar magazine possible. Interrupt you for one second. He is a great writer because I did read this before. And he
5: starts off with a little praise and nice, slams you, and then, <laughs> and then at the end of it makes it all better at the end. Very, very good. Very uh, good.
1: I, I must say I was a little surprised that you consider our covers sometimes juvenile
5: no uh, oh, that was my mistake that originally it had said that instead of um it was it a, snob instead of
1: um that through our editors, yeah. So. Yeah. They're all fixed. Yes. Uh, we hire fashion models and a team of photographers, stylists, and makeup artists. That yeah, do you don't have same. to read
5: that. My mistake. Okay. Yeah, our mistake, all fixed. Thank you once again for mentioning us in your column. Yeah, no. but no, his, his thing was that in there it says um, we don't have cover-to-cover cover yeah. women throughout yep. there.
1: Out of the 124 to 136 pages in a typical copy of Cigar Snow magazine, you will find that between 12 and 22 are dedicated to our model photo shoots, Tw- nine to twelve are dedicated to cigar ratings, which we take very seriously. Eighteen to twenty-eight are dedicated to other cigar-related editorials. Okay, including- so
5: here's the number. So you got eighteen that has to do with cigars. Never mind the ratings part of right. it; it's ratings. You got eighteen about cigars and twenty-two with pictures of pretty girls. That's to twenty-four, correct? Twenty-two to twenty-four. So the majority is not talking about cigars, okay. it's showing p- which is the point. That, right. The point I'm making, and you have actually. Uh, yep.
0: And I actually got held to for it. in text saying,
5: "How could I allow
0: you to publish that article?" Because you, hello, you're my boss. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh,
5: our yeah. friendship,
0: I can no longer count on him as oh, a friend.
5: Listen, don't blame Barry for what I do because I do what I want to do, and that's why I own the, own the joint because uh, I don't want somebody telling me what to do. I tell him what to do, mm-hmm. but uh, he does some things I don't like either. But yeah, right. and then Seth
0: Geist ch- chimed in, chump that he is, who the second you hired me was sending emails that you should fire me. So Seth is worried about his own website and not worry about our website.
1: Just saying. Well, no, Just say, say, say what you got to say. The following it, message it, was it, submitted it, through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. And Sean writes, I love Dave's editorials. Thank you. But please, for all things that are holy, stop reading them on the I air.
5: know. You're 100% right, Sean. I can take the criticism, constructive criticism. I can't read. I can't even read what I wrote. Never mind what somebody else wrote. Wrote, and we've been saying this since the show started. I almost Jonathan... drove off
1: the road falling asleep as Dave read it. Maybe an
5: off-the-cuff discussion about the article... Would be better. So who's that, Sean? That's Sean. 100% right, Sean. Here's a Sean in the audience saying, not me. But (laughs) he's right. I mean, there's no doubt about it. I I listened to it it after. And it's painful. It's more painful for me to hear it. So that's the way we're going to do it. We're going to write. And uh, if if I write, you write. Whoever writes an uh, an, editorial, we don't have to read the whole thing. We'll talk about the editorial we wrote. And if anybody's interested in reading that whole pile of crap we wrote, they can go on to where sure. we write the information, but this show is about discussing the information. Point taken. That's what we're going to do. He's right. I'm wrong. Go ahead.
1: All right. This is uh, under the heading Constructive Criticism and was also submitted through the Contact Us page of the thecigarauthority.com. Dear Dave. Yes. Really? You're going to rate the guys that do the rating? Have you nothing better to do or talk about? This industry is rich with history, traditions, and some of the biggest personalities I've ever had the privilege of sharing a smoke with. Uh, with all of your knowledge and experience, you choose to write this puff piece, which was way puff. too long. Puff! And agonizing to hear you read live on the air. So that's it strike two right there. Strike two.
5: I got gotcha. you. You're uh, right too. But puff piece, that was far from puff. And uh, yes, I am, I am rating them. Because everybody's rating cigars right now. The top 25, all this, it came in a perfect time, I thought, anyway. But I'm hearing you. Go He's ahead. He's
1: got a little nugget for you. All right. The only valid point in the whole piece was that the cover... All valid. Go ahead. ...was that the cover art on Cigar Press is Juvenile. But you didn't have to point that one out to ever, anyone with two eyes, a brain, and a dislike of Michael Jackson or crotches. But maybe
5: I pointed it out to Cigar Journal, who says maybe. it is not juvenile. Maybe they'll take a second look at it. And Cigar Press. Yeah. Cigar Press. Maybe they'll take a second look at it, and they won't make it as juvenile next time. Like I won't be reading my next thing next time, because you gave me
1: correct uh, yeah.
5: constructive criticism.
1: Stick to cigars and leave the reviews to Barry who needs a proofreader in the worst way <laughs> <of their laughs> Dot com. That's, that's my trademark. That's okay. Alex Don't. from Florida, P.S., you say, do say you like to hear the negative, so I hope I, I do. did not offend you. I'm just trying to help because I love the show.
5: Not offensive at all. I, I want constructive criticism, and you're right on some but wrong on others, and uh, we, will, uh, we will continue that debate uh, as we go on. And
0: I leave the typos in in memory of Gary Arst because it used to drive him crazy. Or at yeah. least that's the story I'm sticking to.
1: But, all right. You've got a proof proofreader right next to you, though. You yeah. can throw it, throw it at him. He's pretty good. Yep. Okay. All right. Also submitted through the Contact Us page. This person chooses to stay
5: uh, anonymous. anonymous.
1: Uh, all the heading says is National Sales Rep. Uh, uh, Dave and the TCA gang. I don't get up to the Northeast often, but when I do, I make it a point to spend some quality time with you, specifically Dave. You are not only the the cigar authority, but you are also the business marketing, and promoting authority. Concerning your recent article where you rated the magazines that rate cigars, I think you are spot on with your analysis and your ratings. I am the national sales manager for a very well-known brand, and I'm choosing to keep my identity anonymous, as some of my cigars have been rated. It will be most interesting to hear if any of the magazines object to any of your ratings. Keep up the good work, and Barry, you're not fooling anyone. Lay off, Mr. Jonathan, with those bad emails. Keep up the good work, boys. A higher up in the industry. Interesting. So, uh, does any of us want to guess who that is? <laughs>
5: maybe we'll do that off the air. Yeah. Um, yeah. You see now, that this is a, another point for writing the article because maybe other people were thinking exactly what I wrote, like this guy, yep. and would not dare say it because they could hurt his rating of his particular cigar. Sure. And, you know, Maybe one of these guys is going to rate Garofalo Cigar now and say it's a real piece of crap or something. Whatever, whatever. You know, it's it's part of our business or whatever, but it, it, it's not... Uh, All these guys should be happy because we created conversation. Well, some guy doesn't like that. There's plenty of conversation to be told, but, but uh, you know, magazines that are out there for now... Close to twenty-five years or something—you don't even want to mention positive and negative parts to yep. what it is. And I—I I was happy that cigar aficionado saw the good with yes. the, with the bad. You know, that was the idea. I'm not trying to hurt anybody here at all. Thank, thank God, we have them. And I, as I say, I buy them. Right. I buy every
1: single one of them in in, in lots. Yep. You know, and and have been. So go ahead. All right, I got two more. Uh, I couldn't agree with this article anymore. Cigar snob is a soft porn magazine masquerading as a cigar publication. the fact not know about that. Half-naked ladies to get the message out is a joke. No one cares about their ratings or top cigars list. The production value of cigar press is subpar and seems to lack direction outside of promoting Drew Estate. Cigar Journal is a great cigar magazine, and Cigar Aficionado is still the go-to magazine for driving sales.
5: Everybody has their thoughts. I don't think it's uh, nearly as bad as you are making it That's out, a little rough. out to be. That was a little rough. A little rough, but... Um...
1: Everybody has their opinion, and that's it. All right. This one's my favorite, parents. My favorite. Uh, the following message also submitted through the Contact Us page. Just to Dave, it starts. Just because you call yourself an authority oh, doesn't God. make it true. Oh, here we go. This <laughs> it's like you are one of those kids that was bullied in school, and now you're taking it out on everyone and everything that is important to people. Wow. Does this... that come across that bad? Instead of trying to always blow everyone's mind with how much information you think you know, why don't you try learning about cigars and the nonsense surrounding them? Kyle. You're listening. From Texas. You're
5: listening, though. <laughs> I'll tell you that. You're listening to it. Um I, I don't know everything about cigars by any means. 30 years in the business, I know a lot, and that's why I end up doing the show, and you're getting my opinions this is an opinionated show, what it is. And what I'm not going to do is say something's great because it ain't. Right. You know, just because, you know, somebody comes out with a cigar and he had a great cigar before and the next one isn't great or anything. You know why? Because I don't um, get money from them. I give them money. Yep. I'm the buyer. Yep. I'm the one that buys the cigars and lots of them, millions of dollars worth of cigars every single year. So uh, not quite the Consumer Reports is Cigar Aficionado, but uh, is, is the Cigar Authority. Uh, we're not Consumer Reports because we do have advertisers on the show also, but believe me, we spend lots more money than we take in from every single sponsor and everything like that. So it, it's going to be as clean as, as possible is what I'm trying to do here. So, uh, anyway, you got more. Let's uh, take a break from listening to that crap. And um, while you're enjoying Lifeless Fullest, let's be more gentleman-like. How should you be talking to a radio show? (laughs) (laughs) No, how to be more gentleman-like and more debonair is Gentleman Chuck Morrison.
4: Do Do you need a gentleman? Gentleman. I'm a Gentleman. You need a gentleman? (laughs) You wouldn't want to call me a gentleman.
3: Ladies, fasten your seatbelts, switch on your electronic devices, and pump
4: up the volume. You need a gentleman? And this is The Gentleman's Way. It's brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. Debonair Cigars provide its clients with suspension of reality. Time spent smoking a debonair can never be subtracted from one's life. Today, gentlemen, how to treat an opposing team's fan at the game. First off here, don't heckle another team's fans just for the sake of heckling. Heckling is lame to begin with, but heckling without reason unfound. Now, did the opposing team's quarterback run into the butt of one of his offensive linemen, thereby causing a fumble? Okay, then heckle away. Number two here, don't rub victories into your neighbor's face. Be a gracious victor. Listen, act like you've been there before. Number three here, guys, be cautious of nearby kids and families. If there are any kids or families nearby, please hold back from the profanities and curse words. After all, you're a gentleman. Act like one and show some respect. Last up here, guys, if the other team is winning and an opposing fan is giving you grief, simply smile Comment that your team can't win them all, and then remind them, but they usually do. That's The Gentleman's Way. It's brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. The question always is, gentlemen, are you debonair enough? Chuck was kind enough to record that after the show last
0: week for us knowing was Oh, wasn't that's be
5: here. why I heard it before. I'm like, I definitely heard this before, but he recorded it in front of me. Right in front Correct. of us and yeah. Eric Anderson,
0: Jonathan, myself. I
5: knew I heard it before, but you guys didn't hear that before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I was trying to tell you. All right. Jumping the ship again here. <laughs> so, uh, this is the Asylum 13. He's an advertiser. You know, I'm thinking as this is going on, I kind of beat him up before I even lit the cigar. How fair is that? You, An pro- you profiled
0: based upon the size. That's it.
5: With a, and the color of the wrapper. Size and color. That makes me what? Prejudiced. <laughs> prejudiced. I guess so. I'm prejudiced on size and color of cigars. Size uh, doesn't matter. At least that's what my fiance tells me. It, it, <laughs> The thing about this is, it, it would I would never go into a store and buy this particular cigar for all the reasons I mentioned. You know, it's it's a barber pole, so it's a little hokey. It's Candelà, and it's going to be bitter, and it's got bitter qualities to it. There's a little bitterness to sure. it here, um, offset
1: quite a bit by the
5: offset by the Maduro. The Maduro, yeah. so it's not bad. A little yin and yang happening here, um,
1: but it's better than I thought it was going to be. I agree. This, Th- this Th- cigar is what makes, the, the flavors in this cigar is what makes lemonade work because you have a little bit of the sour and you got the sweet going on, and it's lemonade.
0: So this would more be like an Arnold Palmer. <laughs>
1: yes.
5: <laughs> it's got a
1: little bit lemonade, of lemonade
0: and, and a little ice, bit of the iced tea. There iced we, tea. Go. But
5: we go. There we go. I'm still kind of right on with that drink, the mojito. Yes. You know what? The more I'm, the more the I'm mo- smoking it, I'm especially thinking about mojito. on the
0: finish. There's definitely a mojito-like quality on the finish.
5: When I went to Cuba, right as soon as I got there, I put my bags away, went into the store, bought a handful of cigars, went on the roof deck where the pool was there, ordered a mojito, and lit the cigar. I was in heaven at that point. You ordered a mojito. Mojito. I've never seen you order a mojito before. I, I was in the place. Is that what you're supposed to get? Yeah,
0: one in Cuba. Rum and Coke or mojito. Well, mojito is more of a South American thing, I believe. Yeah.
5: See, I was confused what to do. So I did the mojito. Then uh. I did the rum and Coke, which had a name to it. Yes. W- wasn't it just rum and Coke. I forget. But it was rum and Coke, but it had a name. Mm. And did that. And then the local beer mm. and cigar after cigar after cigar. Made some friends. Oh, you're smoking cigar. He has one because I bought extra ones because yeah. I was very debonair to do, do it. it just in case. So uh, I'll be going uh, at the end of February to the Habanos Festival, invited by them. Talk badly about them and then invited <laughs> by them because it was, I'm a construct, con- it was constructive criticism. I'm, I'm concerned know, I'm little, about
1: whether or not you're coming back.
0: Yeah, uh, you know, I dinner with somebody last night, and he thinks it was a ploy to get you back there so they can show you what aging is really about. Really? So you,
5: you want this? You want this? You don't want this. You don't you want, don't any, want any, of this. any of this. And you know, don't pay the ransom. You let me stay there, right? You don't pay any ransom. They Never. call you up. You say, forget it. Keep him. Glad he's gone. By the
0: way, rum and cope <laughs> is uh, Cuba, uh, Cuba, Cuba Libra. Yeah, Cuba Libra. Libra. Yep, yep. Yeah, One yeah, of yeah. those. Yeah. Wasn't there a cigar brand called Cuba Libre?
5: Yes there was. That
0: Frank Carrera might have had something to do with
5: La Caleria. I, oh
0: I, I, no, that was La Caridad, Caridad. I, I have that. I have that yeah. in my humidor. Yeah.
5: yeah. So Yeah. I have a Panatella, I believe, or yeah. or a Lancero sitting in my humidor in my office. Yeah. I think it was with a pointed
1: tip. Yes. Yep. I should actually smoke that because Lanceros aren't that bad. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? If I'm if I'm at a cigar shop and I'm trying their brand, and they happen to offer a Lancero, I'll get it because I like to go back and try it every once in a while. And sometimes they're great, but more often than not, you have draw issues. And that's what, I'm I'm beyond surprised that we've got three of them going here. And and I'm
0: surprised
5: none of us have had a combustion issue.
1: None of us have a,
0: had a combustion only, issue. Not only whatever
5: I was, was talking issue. about, I put the cigar down for a long period of time. Yeah. It wasn't smoking at all. I'm like, ah, I'm gonna have to relight this. Yeah. Boom! I I took a draw and it was still lit. I said, oh my god, yeah. it's still going. This is well made. Yeah, this is well made. Well done. Very different. Um, you want something different? This is different. It is. You know, um, I don't know. I, again, I don't know. If would I, would I feel funny going to the store buying this oddball? It's an odd cigar. The cigars we're smoking today are going to be odd, all of them, both of them. We like to have a theme. Yes. We like to have a theme. So We're going with odd cigars. I consider this odd,
3: mm-hmm.
5: right? It's a Lancero, makes it odd. It's outside Barbapol, the It's odd. Candela, odd. Uh, everything odd is about it. Um,
1: and it, it's against everything Asylum stands for, which and, is big. And I'm I'm very perplexed by the tight pigtail they had on the end of it. Yeah. None of their other cigars have pigtails. Yeah. Very interesting. And the price, price is odd. Once again,
5: back to the seven by seventy at seven dollars and seventy cents. It has to be easier and to make 7 those seven by thirty-eight than this. Eight dollars. It's well, it's far less tobacco. Less tobacco. And, and it's going money. to be. And, and it's going to burn a lot faster.
1: Again, I'm, I'm shocked we're going to get close to well, an hour. you know what? When uh, we had uh, Don Benigno in, uh, he yeah. himself is a roller. When he made the Lancero, it took him four times longer than when he yeah. made just the Robusto or the Churchill. Yeah. So that makes me think, you know, you've got an awful lot of investment time-wise into making this bad Larry. I'm leaving tonight for the Dominican Republic and what I'd like to see while I'm down there, I don't
5: think I've ever watched anyone make a Lancero. So I don't know that, that it's a time-constrained thing, and you may be 100% right. I'm going to actually make a point to have somebody roll me a Lancero and see the time that gets put into that. Because the went Fuente short story, very fast, very fast they make that cigar. Amazingly. It's you know, not you, all that thin, though. I mean, no, the bulbous part of small, it. But it's small. It's a shapely cigar. You would think that that, that took, takes a long time to make, and I was shocked how uh, quick that cigar was made. And most of the sizing comes out of the mold.
0: Yeah. Where yeah. a Lancero has to be rolled small to begin with to fit into the mold. I would think you would need more delicate fingers to roll a Lancero. Yeah,
1: I'm going to definitely make a point to, uh, to well, watch, watch that. It's done. not like you have a whole lot of surface area on the inside, a draw area on the right. inside. So you could run that. This is why you have draw issues. You've got an inexperienced roller that accidentally puts too much tobacco, and you put it in the mold, it mushes that airway down, yes. and now you're restricted to just one or two channels. So far, all three of us. We're three for three right now. Perfect amount of tobacco. It's firm, but there's a good draw. Very interesting.
5: All right. Tell me some more interesting uh, bad right, things got, about myself. I got one more. <laughs>
1: this, is, this includes all of us. Okay. Uh, this is our good friend uh, from the Great White North, Rudy from Canada, submitting it through the Contact Us page. Gentlemen, I hope you're able to read this on the air because it is a direct response to all the miserable whiners Who feel the show would be better off without a certain person? Ah, he loves you. He loves me. He could be talking about Barry. We don't know yet. You're number one fan. It's bad enough we haven't seen Tommy Grella on the show for a few years, Uh, and it would be great to see him on again. We'll get him on sometime. He was Uh, here this week, maybe with a food segment or something. Yeah. Uh, But the show would be incomplete without everyone who is currently on when there is a full roster. Absolutely. Dave, the retail expert who knows the industry thoroughly and schools us all on a weekly basis, he's Hannibal. Not Lecter. Uh, Mr. Jonathan, the guy with the crazy palate who introduces unique tasting notes that no one would have thought of, uh, that many agree with, including a previously mentioned professional chef who said his palate was excellent, which is a true story. Uh, he is also the comic relief without whom the show would probably take itself way too seriously at times. He is Howling Mad Murdoch. Barry, the scholar who understands the elements of cigars scholar. better wow. than most people <laughs> and keeps us up to date on everything cigar from education to news, but he's also got that New York attitude. He is B.A. Barakas.
0: I pity the fool.
1: You've never heard the word squalor in your name mentioned never. in
0: the same sentence? Never.
5: Never happened. You like Rudy a little bit more, I like
0: though. Rudy a little bit more. Yeah. But I'm thinking it has something
1: to do with the conversion process between U.S. and Canada. Chuck, the gentleman who keeps us focused and reminds us to stay debonair as we can be so our society doesn't revert to cave society, he is Faceman. Ladies and gentlemen, you have your A-team. Without all of these people, the show would definitely survive but be not as good uh, but with all of them, it's great. We see that when even one person is missing. Yes, in my opinion, not a fact, but some people treat their opinions as fact. And you can read it that way. Keep up the great work. Rudy from Canada.
0: The way I look at it is if we all went to jail, Dave would be running the cigarette rocket. Yeah. Chuck would be somebody's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you'd be the guy. Jonathan muscle? would be the guy most likely to be shanked. Yeah. And. And then you have me who spend the most time in solitary.
5: It's an interesting (laughs) group for sure. It is what the, you go into any cigar lounge in the country, go into your local cigar lounge, this is what you have, a mixture of, Mm -hmm. we would never be friends with each other and know each other if it wasn't for cigars. Wouldn't happen. 100%. True. Different backgrounds. Yeah. True. Different ages. Wouldn't happen. And that's what happens in, in a cigar store. That guys end up hanging out and they show up at the same time at uh, each mm. week and stuff. And I, and they know a little about yeah. each other now because they learned a little something. It's the, the beauty of the industry. It, when we originally started putting this thing together, that was the idea of it. Remember yeah. bringing on customers and things like that? Uh, the problem was they, they got a little tight lipped and got they weren't themselves. Yep. Yeah, a little stage right and that's why it didn't work out there. But you know, this is you want to know who I am. This is who I am yeah. always, and this is who you are, and this is who. There's no trying to play somebody else. out. So, Jonathan, he's playing this character. This is how, he's been on this character <laughs> since I've known him. This is the character. I don't know if that's a good thing. To no, it's thing. who it is. <laughs> Learn to love it. You know,
1: love the one you're with. Love the one you're with. There we go. So, all right, give us something else. You got anything else? That's all I have uh, for good and bad as far as uh, this particular segment goes.
5: All right, so that's the stuff on uh, why are we good, why are we bad. Uh, We we do criticize cigars. That's part of our job to criticize cigars and things that happen in the industry. That's uh, what we are here for, right? That's the idea of the show and to give you little elements of things. And there's more important things to talk about. Well, we did over 300 episodes, two hours of each one. We're talking about cigars. And the question was, when we were forming this thing, is are we going to be able to talk about cigars for two hours,
1: let alone 600 hours? 600 hours. some weeks are easier than others, but I feel like we are a solid representation, and we're a safe place for someone to bring on a new cigar and not get completely destroyed. Uh, I know for myself, I wouldn't be... Because all cigars are good. If we did this show... In the
5: 90s, in the early 90s, yeah. cigars were terrible. Yeah. During the cigar boom, they were horrible. And the show would be very, very, very different. As a buyer of cigars, and you did it for years and years, the problem was not, is the cigar any good? They were, they were all good. Right. We're just picking the right things for the right price for the right thing. As I'm saying, geez, an $8 Lancero, maybe there's going to be a reason. And I don't know that reason. yet. the workmanship. I'm going to find out that reason because yeah. I'm interested in why would you price this uh, to that degree. But uh, not only trying to uh, have something to talk about, but digging deep into it and talking a little deeper than maybe you would. Do you think
1: that the scarcity of this cigar plays into the price at all? Is it scarcity?
0: Um, I believe it was a limited edition. Oh, really? It's not something that you
1: can just order all the time. So uh, demand is going to push the the price up right off the bat. I'm not 100% on that. More like 95. And let's face it. I'm not buying a six-dollar Lancero. If it's based on just the weight of the tobacco in it, myself, I wouldn't waste my time on a six-dollar Lancero. You get up closer to the ten-dollar range, now it piques my interest. That's me. Wow,
5: that's interesting. That's so. Just if me. it's
1: too low price, you're not interested. I'm not interested at all. Ah,
5: I want, there's a good question. If a cigar is uh, low price, does it give you
1: less Isn't, interest? Listen, I love Azan, but yeah. I, if I was a customer at four dollars and change, I would never try it. Price too low. It's too inexpensive. But you know. I'm glad I did smoke it because it is in my regular rotation. It's a great cigar. And that's what, and that's what
5: the crit- critics are there for, to tell you that $10 bottle of wine that's really great or that $5 under cigar that's really great, then maybe you wouldn't have, and maybe you would have. Do you listen to the Cigar Authority and you hear us talk about a cigar and it piques your interest to actually buy that cigar? Because I'll you s- heard that from us? I'll friend. say right. before
0: I started reviewing cigars and looking to smoke everything, I was a bit of a price stomp price dictated what I was going to
5: try. Yeah, and then somebody giving you a review may pique that interest. So the idea here is we're smoking a cigar, we're telling you what we think, our honest opinion of what we think, and maybe it piques your interest to go buy it wherever you are, Mm -hmm. in this country or in another country, wherever you see it. That's the idea of it. All right, we're going to break. When we come back, we're going to light up another odd cigar. This one doesn't use cello to protect it, but something that kind of makes a lot of sense. It's odd, but one of those things that makes you wonder, why didn't I think of that? And humidors, how to really protect your cigars. All things humidor is coming up, and Jonathan's going to go over that with us. Uh, We're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the
1: United Cigar Radio Network. And if you happen to be smoking your Asylum 13 Ogre Lancero, always remember, keep the lid end out of your mouth. In a world where the success of a cigar brand is recognized by its flavor, comes two that go head to head. One man smoking two cigars at the same time.
4: Two rappers united in name, but separated by taste. One cigar known
5: as the natural. The natural is no lightweight. It boasts full flavor
4: and taste. The United Cigar Natural. Now comes the Maduro. Darker and even more bolder. in your face flavor. United Cigar. Nothing
5: could prepare you for what awaits you in the box. Both box-pressed. Both 65 million years in the making. Uh,
1: that may be wrong. Well, I'm
5: going with it
4: anyway. Action, adventure, and bromance. That's right. Bromance. United Cigar. Available in natural or Maduro. Available
1: only at appointed United Cigar retailer shops nationwide. Rated D for delicious. Under 18, not admitted, even with a parent. United Cigars, you don't have to choose.
5: Smoke them both.
3: Founded in 1989 by Mariana and Nestor Miranda, Miami Cigar & Company proudly celebrates their 25th anniversary with the release of their flagship brand, the Nestor Miranda Collection. Made in Esteli, Nicaragua by Don Pepin Garcia, the collection is available in three distinct wrappers aimed to please even the toughest critic. Nestor Miranda Collection. You only get one life. How will you live yours?
4: This is Jonathan Carney with a Florida Venkata. I'm J.R.
3: Dominguez. This is John Hart. This is Victor Vitale. Hi, this is Pete Johnson. Steve Saka. Hi, this is Phil Zanghi. This is a little bit of shake. Is the Cigar Authority. Man, wait. The authority on everything cigar. In Get used to hear it! and out of the cigar industry. it With your hosts. That's a lovely accent you have. David Garofalo. New Jersey. Austria.
4: Austria. <laughs>
3: well, then, good Good day, mate. Let's put another shrimp on the ball, babe. Mr. Jonathan. Dear Lord, baby Jesus, or as our brothers to the south call you, Hey Zeus,
2: we thank you so much for this bountiful harvest of dominoes, KFC, and the always delicious Taco Bell.
3: Barry Stein. That's what I love about these high school girls, man. I get older, they stay the same age. (laughs) And Chuck Morrison. Is this
2: your place? No,
3: no, 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 no. No, I live with my mom. Oh. Yeah. You hungry? Hey, Ma, we get some meatloaf? It's time to light them up. There's
2: no smoking in here.
3: It's time. Oh, it's all right, darling. I'm a volunteer farmer. For the Cigar Authority. Hey,
2: shake and bake, gal. Woo! Shake and bake.
5: Do it. And we're back with our number two broadcasting live from the LaFleur Dominicana Cigar Studios here, high atop Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. We're going to light up another odd cigar and learn how to protect our cigars from all things fire, heat, Two things you'd think you'd want to do to your cigar in water. So welcome
1: back, everybody, to The Cigar Authority. You are listening to The Cigar Authority, the only radio show in the U.S., and yes, the world, that is always broadcast on location, and we are the only show that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist, we demand that you light up along with us. You tune in at thecigarauthority.com, where you can watch us live or catch the podcast on demand at any time. Simply find us on iTunes. YouTube, or Podbean, where you can set it and forget it. All this time, and you did it without even looking at your script. I'm trying. You're doing good. <laughs> so
5: go on iTunes, Podbean, set it and forget it, so it automatically downloads. That's what you want to do. We want more downloads. We were at 1.2 million or something last year, and um, we had uh, somebody asking for uh, us to dub That it was Chuck. He would like to reach the 2 million mark per year.
0: Yeah. Or more, that's stretching it.
5: Well, if they set it and forget it, it's our goal. So set it and forget it will be the key there. So Just download it twice. Here's a cigar we've we've had for quite a while. I don't think we've ever actually smoked this on the cigar on the show, and it's the oddest looking cigar that's there. Uh, the, probably the ugliest looking cigar I've ever seen in my life. Uh, but it's so unique and. It will, it will start off ugly, and it will become so beautiful, and you'll see why in a second. This is Leaf by Oscar. This is the Sumatra version, um, and they make uh, Barrier, Connecticut. And, Maduro and Corojo. Yeah, tell me a little <clears throat> about it.
0: Well, I can only imagine the look on the face at the factory when Jim Robinson, known as Island Jim, said, let's make a cigar, but instead of cello, let's put the cigar in a tobacco leaf. While looking like a bit of a gimmick, Leaf by Oscar is more than that. Under the tobacco leaf is a cigar that comes in the four wrap, as we mentioned, Connecticut, Maduro, Corojo, and today's Sumatra. The MSRP is just over $9. It measures 6 by 50, and the binder and filler is from Honduras.
5: Okay, so it has a band on it, and somebody may think that you cut and light the cigar. You don't, Amen. and there's no warning here.
0: We have seen that.
5: Yes, it, it has been done, and it's a, it's a mess if you do it. But you actually t- immediately take the band off it. So those that are watching on here, it's it's a uh, full wrapper rolled around the cigar in a rough
1: way. It doesn't look aesthetically beautiful at all. They use a homogenized uh, tobacco paper that is printed on it. It says Leaf by Oscar, and it has the wrapper that's on the cigar, in this case, Sumatra, printed, printed on. right on that So you, you could
5: actually smoke this band. Right.
1: He uh,
0: suggests against doing
1: it, so but do it can be done. Yeah, but. I've done it. Yeah,
5: I've done it, too, on, uh, on the inside one because yes. it's another band. So I'm going to uh, take the band off, and you'll see the, those that are watching. Uh, it, it opens up, uh, fans out, and then the, the, the wrapper... Uh, can come right off the cigar. It's a tobacco leaf that, that's on it. What a waste of a, of a tobacco leaf, but uh, here we go. So here's a tobacco leaf, uh, those that are watching. Uh, I wonder if you can put that in your pipe and smoke it. There you go. <laughs> put it in your pipe and smoke it. So here's a, a full-blown uh, tobacco leaf, uh, stem and all uh, right there. So they don't bother taking the stem off. They're probably using that to, uh, to hold it together. Uh, but inside, now you have the same band on a regular size cigar. It's a Toro. It's a Toro. That is
0: correct. Six yeah. by 50.
5: Six by 50. And I don't know if it's me, but
0: being wrapped in the tobacco leaf, the cigar looks oilier Yes. than if it was wrapped in cello or not wrapped at all.
5: Yeah, and I say that every time I do it. It has a sheen to it, it does. of, of uh, maybe the tobacco just uh, holding everything in. Uh, maybe ingenious. You know, I love it. And, and one of those things I said, I, I look at it and say, why didn't I think of this earlier? You know, uh, he did it, and he did, a, he did a great job at it. And as gimmicky as it is, it's not my first time smoking a cigar. It's a really, really good cigar. I would be willing to venture a guess. It is the first time you've smoked the Sumatra. Maybe. Maybe. Okay, let's give it a cut and light see what it's all about. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting is brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand, while all other cigar brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality,
1: tradition, and excellence. I'd have a good question of the week there, Barron. How many people click their cutters along with us? During the Cut the Cigar segment. Here we go. Everybody in the studio audience. Seems Everyone to in the studio audience. <laughs> and Frank brings two cutters. There we go. He's got double the action. There we go. It's twice as good.
5: So will see a little cold draw on it. Cold draw is to taste the cigar be- before you light it. If you don't do this to the cigar, you're missing one element of the whole experience. You, in of this
1: it. case, you'd be missing the uh, plum, baby food, plum. Yeah, if you were eating baby food, plum. You ever done it? No. My, uh, my niece would not eat anything that you didn't demonstrate to her that you would eat. So if I happened to be up eating, I had to take a sample of the plum and show her that this is edible. And then, here you go. Now you eat it. Yeah. Like a raisiny. Raisiny. I, I will give you plum. the plum. Yeah, plum. I'm getting
0: at the sweetness of the inside of a plum. No skin.
1: Yeah, just mashed up his baby food. <laughs> Obviously no skin. That's the baby food portion of it, parents. That's something you don't see of how they make baby
5: food and stuff. How good is baby food? Is it a good thing?
1: I thought it was going to be disgusting. It was delicious. Yeah? It was a little cold, but delicious. Do you heat up baby food for babies? Sometimes, yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't want it too hot because you'll burn them, mm-hmm. so... Speaking okay. of burning things, yep, we're going to set this bad Larry on fire using none other than the Vertigo Renegade. Fourteen ninety nine. I think that's why they call it the Renegade because all other lighters with four jets, a big ass tank, and a flip out bullet punch would be three to four times at least the price of this lighter. The Vertigo Renegade retails for fourteen ninety nine. It is awesome. If your favorite cigar shop does not carry Vertigo lighters, they're
5: missing something. And you could do them a solid by saying, why don't you have Vertigo lighters? I hear about them all the time on the Cigar Authority. And they're unbelievable for the price. They're unbelievable. They're unbeatable. Nobody comes close.
1: This is the thing about Vertigo right here. So the the folks that are watching, and I'll just kind of shine along. He had a snap, and he's snapping to see if he can make it it not snap. lights every single time. No other company... Lights every single time. That's 20 for 20 right there.
5: You wouldn't have to do it, but they, they explained to me that these slits that are in here on the uh, base of it, the air, air intake, fl- yeah, yeah,
1: for air intake so that it lights every time. And it's on both sides, so if you're light right-handed or left-handed, it doesn't matter. One hand could cover one side of the jets, and it still lights up every time. They've got it all going on. Not sixty percent of the time it lights every time. Hundred Me- percent. Metal of the time.
5: body. It does not look like a cheap lighter. Like nope. fourteen ninety nine. It looks like it's going to be sixty bucks anyway.
0: You give that as a gift, somebody's not going to think you're cheap.
5: Right. Absolutely. So, Mr. Jonathan's making his way around. Here's Johnny. There you go. <laughs> <coughs> All could right. Can't
1: resist. Thank you. But on the Uh, cigar, I'm getting out. So
5: turn around. Look at the audience. Heavy coffee now. Don't look at me.
1: Jonathan in front. First time standing up. First time ever. All right. So we got uh, some emails about uh, humidors that we're going to get to afterwards. We'll answer those questions if we haven't answered them already. Uh, But we're going to just go through the different styles of humidors. Some have pros. Some have cons. Some have both. All of them. So we're going to start things off with... (laughs) what would be the top of the line, Davidoff. It's top of the line for a couple of reasons. Number one being (coughs) Zeno Davidoff being the inventor of the desktop humidor. Now, Zeno believed that his cigars, Davidoff cigars, were perfect, right as they were. So he wanted nothing to change the flavor of the cigars except for perhaps time. So all of Davidoff humidors are sealed on the inside, number one, and number two, None of the Davidoff humidors feature cedar of any kind because cedar is very aromatic. So that would impart a cedary flavor to the cigars. And if he wanted cedar flavor, he would have aged his cigars in a cedar room, but he doesn't do that. He, I guess, didn't like the taste of cedar. So Davidoff has the, one of the few two-way systems on their humidors that allow for humidity to come and go. Inside that box, if you were to open up a Davidoff humidor, say, uh, while someone's taking a shower and you've got 90% humidity and you lock 90% humidity inside the humidor, the humidification element is going to draw that moisture out of that box and bring you down to where you should be hovering around 70%. So I know what you're asking, you're thinking, you're saying, I should
5: buy one of these Davidoff humidifiers because I don't want to spend the $2,000 for this humidor,
1: so I would just want to buy the humidifier. You can't. It only comes within the Davidoff humidor. And what happens is, and this is someone asking a question that I'll get to after. When you buy a Davidoff humidor, that humidification device will last you about five years. You go into the tobacconist that you purchased a humidor from and ask them to order from Davidoff your replacement. But you can't just take the replacement and go home. You must turn in the old humidifier and exchange it while you're purchasing the new one so that they can make sure that this is really a person that owned a Davidoff humidor.
5: Now you're saying the last five years this humidor this is my humidor from my desk in my office and I've had this for 10 years and I have the same humidifier that's in there it's never let me down um, one of the elements things that I like about that is I actually put the date when I refill the well, water. That's, it.
1: that's the next thing I okay. was getting to so the, There's, As David was alluding to, you've got your uh, actual date of the month, so 1 through 31, and then 1 through 12 on another wheel. Two wheels, so you can say, okay, I filled this on January, which would be number one. It looks like, David, you filled this on January 11th, and then every month you come back and you check it, check your humidity, and then refill it if needed, and then change the date on it. Now, you notice what's not inside that humidor? is a gauge
5: telling me what the humidity is. And I used to have it, and I took up some space that was in there. And after years of having it, I took the the gauge out because it was always perfect.
1: Correct. So I don't need a gauge in there because it's doing the gauge work for me. Davidoff has sets you up with lots of dividers. Again, it's important to the folks at Davidoff that your cigars stay exactly as they are when you purchase them. And in their case, hopefully you're buying Davidoff cigars. So let's say you've got Davidoff Maduro You could put it in one segment, and then you've got Davidoff Special T. That goes in another segment, and Special R in another segment. So you can segment your humidor as little or as much as you like. This particular one features a little pop-out shelf, so you could have longer aging cigars at the bottom, and slots so that the humidity can cycle through the humidor. And here's a little-known fact about humidors of this nature. You are are relying on the fact that you're going to open and close this humidor for circulation you're not going to and again this is why they've got the date on there you're not going to leave this closed for years and years and years because you'll just have humidity pockets in one area there's no fans it's a passive system so it is relying on the fact that every time you open it you create a rush of air to send humidity down and pull humidity up from the bottom Davidoff humidors typically start somewhere around eighteen hundred dollars and they go up from there depending on size so that's your desktop humidor uh, if you don't have a Davidoff one and your humidor is not uh, is not sealed on the inside, you could seal it yourself using a water-based polyurethane. Uh, it takes three or four days before that completely dries and there's no smell in it whatsoever, and then you'd have it sealed. If it's unsealed, you have to season desktop humidors. You take a cloth, a clean cloth with a little distilled water, wipe the inside down, close it for a couple of hours, and there's couple of theories on this. I always do mine for a couple of hours. Some people say you let it rest for a day or so. I'm impatient. I find a couple of hours works. And then you can load it up with cigars. And now the wood in your humidor won't be competing with the cigars for humidity. Uh, in this particular case, Davidoff's humidification system recommends you use distilled water, not PG solution. If you're using beads or the little crushed up crystals, PG solution is the way to go because that's a less fancy Humidification element, it will only allow humidity to be released if it drops below 70%. You got a 50 50 mix of propylene glycol and distilled water there. Am I missing anything, David? Nope. Great job. All right. Make sure I got everything. Oh, one other thing about wooden humidors the seal itself is breathable. If for some reason, because the outside temperature is going to affect the temperature inside this humidor to a certain extent. So if the outside temperature spikes, causing The ability for the air inside the humidor to be able to hold more moisture and spike. The seal itself is breathable, so it's not a complete perfect seal, keeping it completely airtight, which also helps to resist any mold issues you might have on the inside of your desktop humidor. Now, that's a lot of money for a humidor, but this
5: is a type of humidor that is not for just you, but this is something that's going to go to the next generation, the next generation. You know, this is built to last for lifetimes, many lifetimes. So I hope my grandson someday or something will enjoy his
1: grandpa's humidor. Uh, Another version of this would be the larger version. You can have a standalone unit, which would become a piece of furniture in your home. Uh, that is going to start somewhere around the $1,000 range and work your way up. And instead of being able to hold, in this case, 100 cigars, you would be able to hold maybe as many as 1,000 and up cigars uh, at your home. And then I hope you're a customer of mine. Correct. (laughs) Correct. Uh, The tough thing about larger humidors is they're difficult to keep filled. All humidors work best filled with cigars. Think about them like a refrigerator. If you have a refrigerator trying to refrigerate just one can of soda, The machine is going to be working its tail off all day and all night trying to keep that one can cold. If you fill it with soda, the entire thing will stay cold because the soda will maintain that temperature inside the refrigerator. I would like
0: to add, if you listen to the Podbean podcast, you might want to check out this episode on YouTube so you can see Jonathan talking about the specific humidors.
1: With my hands. Um, The other thing is that with big stand-up units, you'd be less likely to use a passive system like we're using on the desktop humidor. You'd have to have an awful lot of them to keep that going, and you'd be, you'd be doing an awful lot of work. So a larger electronic unit like, say, an Oasis that has a remote on the outside, you can go up or down with the humidity, and it has a fan, and it's going to circulate the air for you. That would be the way to go with a stand-up unit. Much like a convection oven would work. Correct. All right, so moving on to refrigerated units, you're going to be looking at uh, some, starting somewhere between three dollars and $400 and going up depending on the size of your unit. Most people consider with humidors that humidity is everything when it comes to cigars. The reality is temperature is everything. You can go a little drier if you're cooler. So in the case of refrigerated units, you've got a rubber seal which, unlike the wooden ones, can be problematic if you get a spike in humidity because of uh, the issue of mold. This particular unit comes with a tray where you pour distilled water in. We did some experiments for the last four or so months with this particular unit, and with it set at even as low as 60 degrees, we were still seeing a spike in humidity well into the 80s, so it was a little difficult to keep it regulated humidity-wise, even with the temperature being down as low as it was. So what we discovered was just one or two little beads inside the cup and just the smallest amount of water was able to keep it going. Uh, We took it out for a month. Yeah, The wood itself held so much humidity. It
5: seals too good, if if you can imagine that. It actually seals too good, and um, that's when you run the risk of mold that's happening in there because there's no other airflow at all that's happening. So I don't think they have that down Um, This is essentially a
1: wine cooler that they have uh, reverse adapted for cigars with slide-out drawers uh, instead of having the wine rack. Yeah, it's not perfect by any means. It's not perfect. Cool-looking. If you've got stainless steel appliances in your home and you want an appliance-looking humidor, this might be the right thing for you. But just be prepared to have to be an expert on humidity to be able to manage a uh, cigar cooler. Moving on to the cigar jar. You don't have a lot of space. You don't smoke a lot of cigars. You're just trying to keep a small amount, 10 to 15, maybe as many as 20 cigars humidified. Something like the Cigar Jar, which originally retailed for around 80 bucks. Originally, when it first came out. um, This is the original Cigar Jar. Yeah, it was $80 is how
5: it started off. And there's reasons for it. Yeah, Um, I'll I'll, uh, briefly discuss that. I invented uh, the Cigar Jar in the early 90s. And I, would, I tried with different jars and, and different things to see how it would work. And the problem was the same exact thing that's happened in the, in the refrigerated unit is it was completely sealed. It's a rubber gasket that's on the top of it. And when the humidity was added to it, it formed a terrarium, basically. Humidity levels went really high, and you'd actually see moisture starting to build in the inside walls, and the cigars ended up molding in the inside. So
1: I added cedar wood inside the jar. So that everyone understands when you have wood on the inside, you put a dry puck of wood at the bottom, that's going to absorb the moisture in the same way that an unsealed humidor will call for moisture and compete with the cigars. In this case, you're doing it on purpose. Yes. So I put the – first I started
5: off with the green florist foam, which is the cigar jars that you see that are out there now. And what was happening is the the humidifier itself was the first thing to mold. Horrible, Be- because horrible. there was no place else for it to go. The thing didn't end up working, so I contacted people at was it Reebok. Reebok. It Reebok sneakers, who came out with a sneaker at that time. There was an anti-molding sneaker for where your feet were sweating on it, and it would wouldn't cause that you would have uh, mold. Uh, in there, so uh, we bought the rubber from that, and we actually made uh, circular discs out of it, and uh, the pop topped off, and the disc went in there. The thing is when you put the water onto that, it would just bead right off it. So you actually have to push the water into it. When you put a couple of drops of water onto it, and that's all you need is a couple of drops, you actually have to squish it yep. into it, like a, like a foam pillow type of thing, and squish it into it. Uh, and now the humidifier would never mold. So that was the beginning of the creation of this to make it so this wouldn't happen. The problem that happened with the, the cigar jar is uh, during those years, I think it was 94, uh, a million units were sold, a million units. This thing was hot. And with that kind of success, immediately comes the knockoffs. And the knockoffs looked like the cigar jar, but it used a green florist foam in there, and it didn't have the cedar wood at the bottom, and it sold for $10 or something cheap like that. You'll see it out there. It exists out there uh, today. The problem is it's a terrarium. It builds mold, and it doesn't work. And the cigar jar went away. Uh, because the, co- the competition at $10 to a, a $70 uh, jar uh, made it so it didn't end up working. Uh, later, that was sold off to many different companies that went along sure. the way. The last person that had it was Cusano. Cusano sold it along with his company to Davidoff, of all people. And Davidoff has been sitting on this for years. So as it is, the cigar jar that you see there, uh, CJ, it says in the front, cigar jar, it's the trademark, trademark product. Uh, is owned by Davidoff, and they actually do not even produce it. Um, I don't. I don't know why, because uh, it's a winner, uh, as it is.
1: So, temperature being everything, you want to be able to keep your humidor of any kind, with the exception of maybe the refrigerated unit, in an area in your home that is climate controlled, keeping it below 70 degrees, if at all possible. Now that brings us over to the Ultra Seal by Fire King. This is interesting. This now, is the fireproof humidor. So you, you're making your cigars fireproof, which the way you're going to smoke your cigar is by setting them on fire. Uh, this is a perfect rubber seal reinforced by two clasps, reinforced by a lock. Now, if you are an avid gun user like myself, I, I have a permit to carry in the great state of New Hampshire. I use mine to lock my gun with a few cigars in case I have to bug out. I can just grab it and go, and I've got everything that I need to survive. Your go bag. Yeah, I got my money in there, an extra credit card. I'm ready to rock and roll. So if that's what you're into, this is a great little survivalist tool. Uh, If your house catches on fire, it's going to keep your cigars safe on the inside, although because of how thick it is, the inside is a little bit deceiving. You're going to be one to two inches less on the inside than it looks like you'll have on the outside. So you have to prepare for that. You're looking at about a starting rate on this of about $130, and they go up from there depending on size. Uh, it gets to be a point where it really is would be uncomfortable to carry. This particular size you could almost use as a travel humidor. In fact, had a conversation with uh, Roy Kirby, and he. Bought one of these. Perdomo rep to put Perdomo his cigars rep, in. And this is what he keeps his cigars in.
5: I'll tell you, it's going to keep the temperature away. It could be freezing outside, and it's not going to freeze the cigars. It could be hot as hell Ultra outside. Ultraviolet light, yeah. no
1: problem. It'll it'll keep it all the way And If your home actually, God forbid, caught on fire, this will protect uh, the, the contents on the inside. They use an interesting system called Boveda, which is... Um, two-way. It, they say it's two-way. I have not myself experienced the I two-way have thing. It. You've
5: tested it? It does. All right. My my problem with Boveda, and I have it here, uh, I put it out yesterday getting ready for the show, and it was a nice filled pack that was working, and now it it is a brick. I mean, it, that's it. It dried up. There's only salt left inside, which is what it, it used uh, to regulate it. Um, it. It's a short-lived thing. Uh, but inside a sealed environment, like I told you, a few drops of water, it yep. actually works well. Uh, inside there. There's another option. Your other option is the water pillow, which is a 99 cent item that, that's basically a baby diaper. Sure. Uh, it's that, uh, material that's used in diapers and it obviously absorbs moisture. So you put a little, uh, you know, dip in a glass of water or something. It's going to fill up like a pillow. Uh, you put it in the little bag that's provided that has four little holes in it.
1: And when it shrinks down, you dip it in the water again and, uh. I've had less success rehydrating them, but what I will say about the water pillow is if you use PG solution with the water pillow, you could throw this inside your gun cigar safe, is what it ends up being, yeah. and you'll have the right amount of humidity to keep things rocking and rolling. It's interesting.
5: So, those are your options for humidors right now. You can also make your own humidor
1: if you took a water pillow and you put it into <laughs> a, a Ziploc bag. You actually have created a humidor. You've created an environment inside the bag. It's not... It's going to be susceptible to light and all that, and super susceptible to temperature. Every one of these items, even the cigar jar with the thinnest walls of all of our examples here, will give you a little bit of leeway when the temperature spikes or drops, whereas a Ziploc bag doesn't give you that luxury. If it's freezing cold outside, bring your cigars inside. Yeah, I highly recommend a humidor.
5: As a retailer, I I hear people come in, and you hear it uh, often, Jonathan, too, that uh, somebody that doesn't smoke cigars all that often... They will say, I really don't need a humidor. And this is uh, a little to your question, your Duran question of the week. How many cigars do you smoke a day or how many smokes do you smoke a week? I can go through easily a box of cigars in a week myself. I don't need a humidor. If I bought a box of cigars, it's not going to dry out on me because I'm going to smoke the whole thing in a week. The person that doesn't smoke all that many cigars absolutely needs a humidor. You've got a box of cigars. Those things are going to dry out on you. They're going to get worse every single day. How long do you have when you buy a cigar? It gets worse from the second you take it out that humidor. It continues to drop every single day and gets worse and worse and worse and worse. It needs to be in the proper environment. That goes for when you're buying cigars online and you buy them uh, from uh, an online source, and it goes through UPS, it immediately at that point, it's going downhill all the way. And you get it, you put them into your humidor, and you bring them back alive, and you spend some time doing that. That cigar out of the box is not going to be uh, as good as it was coming from your retailer's humidor. Now, he's got to get cigars some, some way, and he gets it from a UPS truck or
1: something that delivers it to them. Hopefully Me- he's rotating his stock properly. Rotate the
5: stocks, put them in his humidor, and
1: by the time you get them, they're in absolutely perfect condition. So the other option you have, if you have a spare closet, you certainly could turn a closet into a humidor. Little tricky. A lot of people would jump right into, oh, I should make this cedar-lined. But what if you put cigars in there that don't react well with cedar? Or what if you pick the wrong kind of cedar? Mm. You pick one that is Aromatic. aromatic and it doesn't deter beetles and you have a spike in temperature in that room. So a little bit of research as to what kind of cedar you want in your humidor for the effect that you're looking for. But really the best way to do it is find a product that is sealed um, what do what we use in ours? Uh, is that mica? For mica. Yeah. So, mica on the inside is going to be completely mold resistant. It's not going to be competing with your cigars for humidity. And now you could deal with a smaller, most likely electronic humidifier to keep that thing rocking and rolling. All right, moving right along, we're going to just bang out a couple of questions here submitted through the contact us page of thecigarauthority.com. Vinny from Jersey is one of my favorite writers. Hi, Vinny. From uh, Jersey. Hello, cigar liberties. Congrats on the 300th show milestone. I can't believe that mess has been going on for so long. Mm, With your upcoming episodes on humidors, I was hoping you could shed some light on whether or not it's acceptable to store cigars in an airtight plastic container with a rubber gasket. I have found that I can maintain a very steady uh, RH level, but do not know if the fact that this setup does not breathe would cause mold or something to that effect. I have not seen any mold, Uh, With my RH being around 70%, but wanted to hear from the experts. As usual, keep up the good work. Vinny from Jersey. So there you go. That's pretty much answered. Uh, Airtight is not good uh,
5: if you have fluorofoam or something that's not going to somehow take humidity out. You, you know, you in boxes of cigars. You see that uh, thin strip of cedar that's inside uh, boxes of cigars. You could break some of that up and throw it inside if you don't have a block of cedar or things like that. Wrap it around it. Add something to so somewhere else. Those uh, those uh, moisture. The key can is going to be
1: is going to be breathability. You've yeah. got to be able to allow that moisture out if it spikes. So PG solution really is a must. And if you're going to use PG solution, the way to go is the beads. Lotus makes a great product. Yeah. Uh, Zycar makes a great product. You can use those. Uh, that's going to be the key is breathability. Uh, hey, guys, this is my first time writing, but I've been listening for three months less than Rudy from Canada. I guess he's assuming Rudy has been listening from, from Show the one, beginning, which yeah. he has. Uh, there are many ways to keep cigars fresh, but just like houses in Radon, how well they seal seems to be important. Radon has trouble escaping in newer houses because they're built almost airtight. Should someone who is storing cigars for long-term be looking for a near airtight seal, or is it better that the seal breathe a bit? Uh, Also, does the weight of the lid play any role in the seal? Keep up the good work, and I look forward to your response. Carl from Haverhill, New Hampshire. Ah, Haverhill, Uh, New Hampshire. The only thing we haven't addressed on here is the weight of the lid. Okay, important. J.C. Newman has a metal plate in their uh, Diamond Crown humidors. And what that metal plate does over the years and years and years of you opening and closing that humidor, eventually, you guys can see it on the camera here, you've got a little raised seal here, and you see it on your humidors or any humidor. Eventually, that particular part of the seal goes and you have too much airflow. So, what the folks at Diamond Crown did is they put a metal plate that's magnetic that allows that weight of the lid to create a better seal. And it also allows you to move around your humidification and hygrometer to wherever you need it. If you've got a side of the that's stacked up with cigars, you can move it to the other side. Uh, Johnny McGuire writes, that's the mailman. It is. Uh, As you already know me personally, I'm a huge fan of the show. I've been having a problem with my travel humidors, 5 and 15 count. Every time I open them, the seal gasket falls out. Is there any way of fixing this? Keep up the great work, John McGuire. Hmm. Could you glue that seal gasket in? Johnny, bring it into me. I'll take care of you. Get you another one. Yeah, Glue glue one side of it down. The, you, if you're using adhesive, you've got an issue with the scent of the adhesive. So you have to be careful of what you're using to glue it. You could go to a place like Home Depot. Uh, they have this little wheel that allows you to put the gasket in screen doors and put the screens in. Yeah. And that little wheel is the same wheel that they use to set the gasket and the gasket itself clips in and maybe there was some little sticky substance that caused that to stick. So you can use that wheel to ream that seal back in. If that doesn't work again, bring it in and I'll take care of you. Uh, And the final email is a question about the Davidoff humidor itself. I have an old Davidoff humidor. and I'm looking to rejuvenate it as I've gotten back into cigars lately. I want to start by purchasing the new original Davidoff brand humidifier and humidity and temperature gauge Or whichever brand makes the absolute best or top of the line. Would you be able to make any recommendations as to who makes the best and also the best way to go about fixing my humidor? Any information would be greatly appreciated. Thank you. And I'm going to say to him, you already have the best. There's nothing to rejuvenate. It's sealed on the inside. So, yes, go to any of your local tobacconists that carry Davidoff humidors and uh, any one of us can order you a new humidifier. There you go. That's it from the mailbag, and that's it for humidors. Good job. Good job. Uh,
5: We're waiting for the new Lobo M commercial, but we don't have one. That is correct. So do we go to Old Fat Freddy? Yes, we do. All right, so let's go to Old Fat Freddy.
1: It's time to step into the aging room. Sometimes aging makes a great cigar even better, just like aging room cigars. They're made in small batches from rare and limited 100% Dominican tobaccos. And here in our aging room is Old Fart Freddy.
2: Nowadays, the kids go to the hookah bar and each have their own puffer. In my day, everyone shared Peter's puffer because he was the only one with a peace pipe in town. Nowadays, bugs are kept out of telephone poles by the thick black tar that they are infused with. In my day, at the first sight of termites, you carefully built a fire and smoked them out, being very careful not to burn the damn things down. Nowadays, bagpipes are mass-produced out of modern materials, and people of many different heritages are learning how to play them. In my day, only the most respected true Scots owned and played the bagpipe, which was made out of animal skins and whale bones. We were peter-puffing, pole-smoking men who respected anyone that played the
1: skin flute. Sometimes, aging makes a great cigar even better, just like aging rum cigars. Made in small batches from rare and limited 100% Dominican tobacco. Try aging room cigars from boutique blends. Some things are better aged.
2: Some are not. I know you're expecting some funny little quip to end this segment, but
5: I think I said all I need to say at this point. I think you did, Fred. What do you think? I think if we stop uh, asking Rafael Nodel to send us the new commercial, and this continues, yes. and like they do in Miami, they forget and time goes by, and that's it. That's the way we'll play. 100%. That's the way we play that out. So our thoughts on Leaf by Oscar,
1: a lot of coffee notes. Dominant this coffee. reminds me of the Mister Jonathan Blend coffee. Yeah, there's a little sweetness to it. It's got the coffee flavor, but there's also just a slight hint of mocha going on in there. A little chocolate. Yep. This is the Mister Jonathan Blend coffee. There we go.
5: Very nice cigar. Burning perfect. Uh, You never know it looking at it when you you go into your cigar store and you see it with this wrapper around it. Take it off there and enjoy. My
1: favorite uh, story about Leaf by Oscar is when I found it at the trade show a couple of years ago and I brought it to you. The look on your face was priceless. Oh, my God. You were so pumped and wished that you had thought of
5: it. I did. Okay, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we got some crazy news from the asylum, the tweets of the week, and lots more. We'll find out what's up in the cigar world. We're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire, at the La Dominicana Cigar Studios. And you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network.
4: Savor this moment, the sparks of conversation, the anticipation of that first draw. Savor the story shared over a cigar like
0: this, a cigar that makes this moment classic, the Avo Classic.
5: Savor a composition of handcrafted Dominican leaf, graced with notes of 25-year-old tobacco, richly complex yet remarkably smooth. Savor a harmony of creamy,
4: balanced flavors. A duet of two cigar virtuosos, jazz and cigar legend Avo Uvezi and master blender Hendrik Kellner. A cigar meant to be shared with friends old and new.
5: The Avo Classic. Savor every note.
1: Visit your local tobacconist or see the complete Avo line at avo.com. Is my DJ. Mr. Jonathan is me. Mr Jonathan is my DJ dot com, your one stop shop for everything DJ and sound production. Mr Jonathan is my DJ.com.
4: He reads the dictionary just for fun. He finds the minutiae of tax preparation enthralling. Years ago, at an open mic night, he was paid just to leave. He is the only man to win a staring contest with the Statue of Liberty. He is so uninteresting to women, he was forced to open a cigar shop to sell to men. He's not even a legend in his own mind. He finds himself boring. His family barely pays attention to him, and his mother refers to him as... He is David Garofalo, the least interesting man in the cigar world. Not since Zeno Davidoff has a cigar retailer had a
1: brand named after him. The man himself may be a bore, but the cigar isn't. Garofalo is a premium handmade luxury cigar using U.S. shade wrapper and a blend of Nicaraguan fillers and binder complex and very interesting. Garofalo may be the most interesting cigar
4: in the world. It once won a longest ash contest without even being lit. You don't light a Garofalo, it lights you. Its flavor expands on your palate faster than the universe. It has been said that this cigar would be phenomenal as a Maduro, except... It's perfect as it is. I always smoke cigars, and when I do, I prefer Garofalo. Keep smoking Garofalo, my friends. Hey, Jack, I finally found a cigar magazine that I like. Really? What's it called? Cigar Journal. What's so great about Cigar Journal? www.cigarjournal.co. That's cigarjournal.co. All right,
5: I'll sign up today. And we are back, live from the Flor Dominicana Cigar Studios, smoking leaf by Oscar. We're going to find out what's up in the cigar world and lots more. Welcome back, everybody. So, Barry, what's up? What's up? It's time for. What's up in the cigar world? Brought to you by
1: We Need a Sponsor. What's up? Nothing. Sold. Just listen to the show having a We Need a, need a, need a sponsor. sponsor cigar. What's up with you? Light em up. Nothing. Listen to the show having
5: a We Need a Sponsor here cigar. Amazing. Amazing. Light em up, light em up, light em up.
1: We can't hear you. Uh, All right.
0: I'm trying to do three things at once, so my apologies for that. Uh, This week's new to Two Guys Smoke Shop is the new Perdomo Habano Bourbon Barrel Age. Say that 10 times fast. It's available in three wrappers, Connecticut, Sun Grown, and Maduro. And the cigars feature tobacco aged for six years before the wrapper gets additional aging in a bourbon barrel. Rocky Patel files for the trademark Union Square. And in industry news, Davidoff has expanded its global footprint with the acquisition of Blue Blue Bell Cigars in Asia. Larry Palumbo has left Altatus, USA, where he served as vice president of tobacco, to take a job on with Oliva Tobacco, not to be confused with Oliva Cigar. His new role will be that of master blender and brand ambassador to those forthcoming blends. This
5: is interesting because Oliva Tobacco grows the most tobacco in the world and never actually made a cigar so they took larry on there and they're actually going to be now a cigar manufacturer yes sir and make make cigar brands interesting
0: aj fernandez is named a replacement for chris kachurian who left the company last year enrique ricky somoza has been named the new u.s director of u.s operations Moya Ruiz is throwing the hats into the ring with a Candela-wrapped cigar for St. Patrick's Day called Pickle Juice, and <laughs> it will be made in Espinosa's factory in Nicaragua. Pete Johnson shared with the Cigar Authority information about the new release of the Tatuaje Black, which will be a regular production line. Available in five sizes, you can see photos of them at the Cigar Authority, and prices are yet to be determined. In some legislative news, Chicago is looking to add a 90-cent tax on top of a county and state tax. New Jersey legislators passed a bill to raise the tobacco age to 21 that just needs the signature of Chris Christie, who has vetoed it in the past. And New Mexico is looking to raise their cigar taxes by a whopping 164%. And West Virginia saw their Democrat mayor submit his 2016 budget that includes a 42% increase in the cigar tax.
5: What's Up in the Cigar World was brought to you by We Need a Sponsor. You know what's up? We Need a Sponsor's what's up. We Need a Sponsor really bad. This is when we would be talking about your great cigar and how great it really is. What's Up in the Cigar World
1: has been brought to you by We Need a Sponsor. Amazing. Amazing.
5: So we didn't hear We didn't hear from Omar, so we're, we're reaching out. We're reaching to, out. There's a manufacturer out there listening. You listen this far already. You know there's people listening. You want to be in it. We're going to do this uh, segment anyway, so why not have a sponsor to it? This is my entrepreneur self in there. Why not have a sponsor to it? Absolutely. And I think you'd be perfect for it. You know who I'm talking about, you that's listening. You'd be perfect for it. So think about it. This is your time of year where they decide what they're going to spend their money on. So... I think uh, the Cigar Authority is the right spot, but that's
1: me. I do have one question, uh, Barents. Yes, sir. Are you over there? Yes, sir. Can't see you there. There we go. Uh, the Perdomo, the relaunch, is that the relaunch of Habano?
0: It is the relaunch of Habano. It is taking place at the original Habano.
1: And it's bourbon barrel aged wrappers.
0: Right. And according to Roy Kirby of Perdomo Cigars, the original release was also bourbon barrel aged. It was just never advertised as such.
1: No kidding. So really, nothing has changed in the blend. It's just the advertisement.
0: The blend has changed. They've gone up one priming on every leaf in the cigar.
5: So
0: So it's it's
1: going to have a little bit more going on. It's slightly bolder. They they out-perdomoed
5: perdomo. There you go. There we go. Okay. All right. So look into our calendar. I'm heading out to the Dominican Republic right after the show. I'm going to see what's going on over there. Next week, I come back. And uh, tell you whatever's going on over there. Maybe have a cigar or two from there. But we also are going to smoke, believe it or not, the last of kilo. Dun-dun-dun. So, believe it or not, Barry Stein's cigar kilo is going away. Say it's not so. We're going to explain to you why next week on the show when we smoke it. There'll be a last chance to buy these things How could it possibly be? It's less than a year. Barry's going to explain all that. That's going to be next week, the last of Kilo, and my uh, return back from the Dominican Republic. (coughs) Moving ahead to February 6th, you've heard everybody say they're cigars of the year. The top 25s are out there from everybody except the Cigar Authority. We will give the answer on February (coughs) 6th uh, and smoke uh, the winner of the Cigar of the Year. Moving ahead, um, February 13th, I will be heading out the day after Super Bowl Sunday to go to um, Washington, D.C. We're trying to get the final answers to the FDA rulings. We're going to meet with everybody we can, and um, we'll come back with all that information um, on the 13th. Um, March 5th, no Dave show. I'm going to be in Cuba, followed by TAA. I'll come back with lots of information after that. But that's uh, the boys without me. You guys, you plan, you were ready today, Mr. Jonathan. You did I a whole uh, half hour by yourself up there. Ready to roll. Did rock. a great job. Thank you. So uh, be ready for that. You guys have
1: plenty of time to gear up for that. Don't let me down. I'm already starting. I'm working on Don't my... let me down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on my, my new expose. And um,
5: April 2nd is the Cigar Authority's 6th anniversary show I want to make it a big one. I want a big audience. We want to give away things so people will come here. We're going to do it at a 2 Guys smoke shop in Salem. It's going to be April 2nd. Um, Technically one day after the real launch. April Fool's Day, but it doesn't fall on a Saturday this year. But uh, was that a coincidence or what? Did I said started? not. Yeah, <laughs> Not. So, uh, April 2nd is the sixth anniversary, six years of this mess. So, uh, we look forward to that. Right now, it's time to look forward to the peek into the asylum from our friends at Asylum Cigars.
4: They're coming to take me away, haha. They're coming to take me away, ho ho, hee hee, haha, to the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time. And I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats, and they're coming to see me.
1: It's time for news from the Insane Asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true, or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4x44 to the absolutely insane 8x80. That's right. That's Asylum. Let's face it. We feel the cigar industry is under fire here in 2016, but crazy, insane laws around tobacco have existed since the first legislators were elected. For example, in New Jersey, it is illegal to give cigars, cigarettes, or whiskey to any zoo animal. In Zion, Illinois, it is against the law to hand a lighted cigar to your dog, cat, or any domesticated animal. In South Bend, You can't force a monkey to smoke a cigarette. And this law dates back to a monkey in 1924 who was obligated to pay a fine of $25 along with trial costs. That's a monkey. (laughs) In Australia, Uh. children are allowed to smoke cigars and cigarettes as long as they don't break the law by purchasing them. Uh, Marilyn, Missouri Uh, Miners can legally purchase tobacco products but cannot buy the lighters to light them. And our final crazy law, Newport, Rhode Island, you can only smoke a pipe from sunup to sundown if you're caught smoking it at night after the sun has gone down. You have broken the law. That's insane. That's asylum.
4: They're coming to take me away, haha they're coming to take me real away. Real
1: laws, real laws, Google them.
5: These are real laws. Okay, uh, the Sky Authority care package, less than 20 spots left to do it. I just want to remind you, you listen to the show, you want to be part of it, and you're going to say, wow, I'm out, what happened. Um, you want to be part of it, this is your last chance. Less than 20 spots remain. We're going to stop it at 500 for a while. Uh, lots of listeners asked for it. What they want to do is smoke along with us uh, after this, and we know in advance we'll let you know what the cigars are, and you can go on your own and try to go buy them at a much more price than what we're selling it for. Sure. Uh, we're giving it out uh, to get an audience to smoke along with us was the idea of this. What you get is four cigars per month, all to be smoked on the air. It's 19.99 per month. We charge you immediately. We send it out at the end of the month. And every month after that, just before we send it out, you'll get four cigars. You can quit any time you want. So say, you know, this wasn't worth it for me or something, it's not going to happen. But let's say you ended up saying it. You just send an email out, and you say, stop sending it to me, and we stop
1: sending it to And yeah. all I'm going to say is look at the dejected look on our live studio audience because we didn't smoke anything from our care package today. They, they're lost. Yes. They're lost without it. They had to go and
5: purchase cigars, and they spent a lot more than the $5 they would have spent if we were smoking a cigar today. Correct. So uh, the last chance to do it, where do you find the Cigar Authority Care Package? Go on to the CigarAuthority.com. On the right-hand side, you're going to see it. It's going to say the Cigar Authority Care Package. Click it and you'll put your information in and you'll get your cigars. Uh, if you're listening to this as uh, a recap, you're listening to the podcast later on, and you go up there, it may say sold out. And if it says sold out, it is sold out. So it's less than 20 spots left. Uh, I think this week ought to wrap it up and uh, we'll see if it does. So that's the Cigar Authority Care Package. Right now, it's time for the best tweets of the week, brought to you by Recluse Cigars. Recluse Cigars.
0: It's time for the social media segment brought to you by Recluse Cigars. The cigar that was built on social media. All Recluse Cigars go through eight fermentation cycles over the course of two full years to guarantee you balanced flavor. Try a Recluse Cigar today. And these are the best tweets I saw all week. Tell a girl a million times she's not fat, she'll never believe you. Call her fat once, she'll never forget it. Elephants never forget. Oh, Oh. nice. (laughs) Statistics say one in four people are insane. Thankfully, there are only three people on the cigar authority this weekend. (laughs) How did Charles Manson get people to murder for him? I can't even get my stepdaughter to turn off the lights when leaving (laughs) the room. Scratching off a lotto ticket before you leave the store is a good way of letting people know that your life isn't going according to plan. And the best tweet I saw all week, statistically speaking, six out of seven dwarfs aren't happy. That's true. It's uh, 100% true. <laughs> <laughs> Today's social media segment was brought to you by Recluse Cigars, rolled in two bars. The old Cuban way for an effortless and perfect draw every, every time.
5: time. And I'll see our friends at Recluse Cigars. I'm yeah, going here today. And uh,
1: they were actually picking me up at the airport. Barry, if I were to give you a rating on that particular tweet of the week there, I'd give e- you an 89, yeah. just letting you know.
5: <laughs> That's <was> generous.
1: Just, <laughs> just letting you know.
5: An 89. Okay, it, so our final, you got something to say? It was such slim picking this week, I had to write my own tweets and tweet them out. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> just to legitimize, to legitimize it. To legitimize it. So our final thoughts of Leaf by Oscar, this is the Sumatra version. There is a Connecticut, a Maduro, a Corojo, and this is the Sumatra version.
1: Well, this is the cigar that we could affectionately refer to as the Caterpillar. It's wrapped up in the cocoon. You we open go. up the cocoon, and out comes a beautiful butterfly. you got a seamless Sumatra wrapper on this one. Uh, Barry, do you know if the blend is the same throughout all four? No. They, uh, yes, they are. The they, blend is the same, they, so the only thing that changes is the outside wrapper. That is correct. All right, so this particular outside wrapper is boosting the strength up as I get about halfway through. It's boosting it up, I would say, to almost medium plus. It got just, just north of medium. Uh, great flavors coming off of it. Great burn. Uh, a nice oily finish to it, but I would say nothing painted on it. I mean, look at the combustion yeah, line on that. Perfect. This is absolutely as perfect as you're going to get. Uh, this is one of my favorites. I have to say I like the the Corojo the best, and then followed by the Connecticut, and then Sumatra is now replaced the Maduro as number three. It's interesting. During the break, everybody's saying which one they like the best. Here's
5: a company out there, a small company um, that – the argument of Leaf by Oscar is which one is the best. Yeah, no, everybody I, likes I, them. Everybody
1: likes them. There's, yeah. no, there's no bad ones in the bunch.
5: How about you,
0: Barry? I enjoy the Maduro the, Maduro the best, uh, but I am finding delicious coffee notes, hint of mocha, a little bit of an earthy finish. Um,
1: the, leather? you get any leather or pencil lead over there?
0: N- no. no. Maybe some peapods. Yeah. Um, but for me, it's Maduro, Corojo, Sumatra, and Connecticut, and I am outside the norm because you know eighty percent of the people uh, prefer Connecticut cigars within the industry.
5: I would say Connecticut's my favorite, followed by Maduro, then Corojo, and this was actually last. No this kidding, would, this would be last to it. I like them all though. There's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with this at all. The Connecticut is outstanding. Uh, the Maduro was the one at the trade show. Yes, that, uh, I unraveled it, and I'm like, oh my god! And when you first the pick them
1: up, you don't realize that the wrapper color is on the outside and normally i would not hand david a maduro as his first cigar in a line especially if it's one that i pulled the trigger on and didn't tell him about uh, i handed it to you by accident you unwrapped it i saw it was a maduro and i'm like oh crap that's it he's okay. gonna make me go take the order back but you loved it
5: loved it it burned beautiful everything was great it's a great cigar so uh, hats off to uh oscar and hats off to uh
0: whoever he is <laughs>
5: <laughs> well he's the guy that owns the factory
0: he okay in robinson island Gym. yeah
5: Oscar is the guy that was running the stuff for Rocky Patel years ago down in Honduras. Went off of his own. How I heard it is uh, he he was asking Rocky to do a project with him, and Rocky just kept pushing him off, pushing him off. He goes to hell with it. He gets his own little factory and a retailer out of New Jersey, is he? Uh, Island Gym? Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Works with him and says, I'll do the distribution point for you, Island Jim. And uh, he's a character among himself. Oh, wild among, and crazy. Character among himself anyway. And uh, here you go, a little company with one blend, four wrappers, one size. That's the whole company. And
1: it rocks. Well,
0: he did recently come out with a cigar called the Island Jim. So now okay. he has two cigars. Okay. But that was very, very recent. But okay. that's
1: not in, under the Leaf by Oscar umbrella, though, right? No, sir. Okay.
0: Made by
5: Oscar, but not under the umbrella of Leaf. All right. So uh, next week, the editor of Cigar Journal, Reinhold Widmeyer. Uh, I never talked to him before, but he asked via email that he be on the show after last week's editorial that I wrote. I think I wrote all nice stuff about Cigar Journal, I think. I think you're okay there. Uh, But he says he wants a say, so he's going to get it next week right here on The Cigar Authority. You've been listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers
1: Radio Network. And if you learn nothing else in the last two hours, which is more than likely, and you happen to be smoking any one of the four Leaf by Oscars, always remember, keep the lid end out of your mouth.
2: Dave and the fact that I have been buying my cigars from him since 1985 when they first opened up. Two Guys Smoke Shop. Now, Two Guys Smoke Shop have three convenient locations right over the Massachusetts border in tax-free New Hampshire. Now, here's something I bet you didn't know. Two Guys Smoke Shop is America's largest cigar shop and has the largest inventory of cigars anywhere. Wait till you see this place. You're not going to believe it, all right? Now, if you like cigars, you can't find a better place to buy them than at Two Guys Smoke Shop. They're in Salem, New Hampshire, Seabrook, New Hampshire, and their new location in tax-free Nashua, New Hampshire. It is worth the ride. You can call 888-2-CIGAR-2. That's 888-2-CIGAR-2 or on the web at two 2GuysSmokeshop.com. The best place to buy cigars anywhere is Two Guys Smoke Shop. It's stogie heaven. With a choices, it's stogie heaven.